You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good day. <laughs> I kind of like the new thing. It's Thanks. It's working. I probably should stop bringing it to attention so it can just be a, a new thing. Just, Anyways. Just go watch Crocodile Dundee. You'll get it. The original. <laughs> or number two. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> number three was bad. <laughs> Let's just be honest. It was. Uh, but anyway, welcome to the show, everyone. Hopefully, you are here to learn something about drones. Maybe you are here for a laugh. Why ever or whatever you're here for. We actually do appreciate it. Uh, we're not going to sit here and give you some fake uh, systematic response. So we do really appreciate you being here. Anyway, today's question is actually really exciting. Um, and I think uh, there's something that I want to point out for all of you who have been listening to us for a long time, who have been uh, caring, supportive, um, just good human people, like just good humans. Um, this question, I think, actually showcases an extreme uh, macroeconomic opportunity because we've got someone calling in from a particular place of the world that erroneously, you may assume, is not uh, technologically savvy or have the advancements and opportunity to take advantage of the advancements in technology that we do. And so you think to yourself, okay, um, okay, don't want to assume that a particular country is capable or not of doing something. But the point that I want to bring up is that I love the fact that this caller from Africa is getting into drone mapping in Africa uh, because they see how valuable it is. And I mean, I just recently wrote an article about how we've just seen an astronomical uptick um, personally, so like real empirical data on the value of mapping and, and how people are really using mapping and modeling to um, continue to move the economy forward when we need to work in these remote environments. And I'm just so, I'm just really excited to see all these other countries mm -hmm. that are like, wow, drones provide such valuable data. Wow, we can really, you know, create uh, systems on systems on systems of scale, you know, a magnitude of scale, which if you look or read any uh, economics uh, instruction, you know, typically it's based off of Keynesian economics, laws of supply and demand, right? And you just think to yourself, if these countries, which are not as quote unquote developed as you know, the European <laughs> countries or uh, the Americas, but yet they're not getting in the way of this mass advancement in technology with overburdensome regulations. And I think that there is such a huge opportunity worldwide where as Americans, we think, oh, maybe that's not capable there, but rather we should think what is capable uh, when you don't have a bunch of regulatory burdens because we're seeing in other countries um, economies flourishing mm -hmm. and really creating new jobs and new data and solving problems to save time, money, and liability. And it's really encouraging to see these other countries uh, in areas of the world that you just wouldn't expect this. I wouldn't, and that's an error, right? I shouldn't assume that. And so my point in saying this 
is I, I, I mean, our administrators, our regulators, like, wake up, look at this, you know, look at the uh, extreme um, acceptance of this technology and how it's being used. And I think that there's such a perfect example in the uh, deviation between Mexico and Canada. Canada is super highly regulated now for, for drone stuff. Mexico, not so much. And when we look up drone crashes, it's the guys in Canada who work for a state agency that had a mid-air collision with a tethered drone. And you are wondering, how did that happen? <laughs> uh, they were they were trying to read the regulations. <laughs> Hold on one minute. Oh, Wait, too late. Oh, shoot. <laughs> hey, uh, I think a drone you, they tell you thumbs up, buttercup. Well, that doesn't work for a tethered drone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, I couldn't help myself. Oh, uh, but it is. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> My point here, everyone, is the fact that, I mean, you guys are here already because you know the value, right? And, uh, and and you're ahead of the, cur- the curve, which typically means that you're in a very good place to take advantage of this opportunity. And so I just bring this up to encourage you, to encourage all of you. We are on the precipice of something so large and the world is being forced to really see the value. And that is one killer opportunity that really uh, that really brings a lot of inspiration to me, Rob. Absolutely. It's so fun to hear from folks all over the world. Like, I am going to let her say her name because I will butcher it. Um, and besides that, she says it much more beautifully than I could ever imagine saying it. So let's just listen. Hey, Drone U. Hi, I am Marketo from Sierra Leone, and I'm currently setting up my drone mapping services company out here. I am looking into GNSS units for collecting GCP, and I would like you to give me some recommendations of, as to which one I should get to use out here in West Africa. Thank you. Uh, so, Rakiatu, I think, is, is how you said it again, much more beautifully than I just did. Thank you so much for the question. It is, as Paul sort of alluded to, or no, he didn't allude to it, he stated it in, in sort of the, uh, the opening monologue to this particular show, um, just how exciting it is, the things that are going on all around the world, and you are... Well, you were the inspiration for that commentary, and it's uh, it's super cool. So I, for one, am anxious to hear what Paul has found out about what your options are, because we want to help you do this out there in Sierra Leone. Well, I mean, first things first, you know, I was like, huh, well, I probably need to look up, what, you know, what constellations uh, mm-hmm. that, that serve that area, the GPS, uh, let's call it the environment of GPS satellites that work together. So just to clarify, that literally means what satellites are above that part of the earth to be able to give GPS data to where she is. Yes. And typically there's a lot of overlying systems. Sure, sure, sure. Even in America, we can pick up uh, the American system. We can also pick up the Russian, the GLONASS system. So, I mean, these satellites are, you know, everywhere. Right. And that being said, you know, that's kind of where my mind went. And then my mind was like, huh, I wonder if she can use kind of the easy and convenient source of, uh, you know, GPS, which is, as a lot of people know, the propeller system. Well, when I went to um, propellers, aero points coverage map, Sierra Leone is not available, unfortunately. But, you know, and then we were looking in Africa and it looks like 
that there's really only like one area in Africa that these would work, which is really interesting. It makes me think that maybe this country is is rather developed. But hmm. I called up a, a friend of mine, uh, Walter Lappert, who owns a company called Triad Drones, and he, I've known him, wow, since like 2013, I think. And um, long story short, as I said, hey, man, like you have more experience in this than I do. And, and I'm really wondering, I want to give this lady a solid answer. I don't want to just kind of like let it hang. And uh, this is what he did in the military, right? Yes. Or, okay. He and Peter. Uh, he and Peter. Yes. And long story short, he said, well, Paul, you're on the right track as far as looking up constellations, etc." He's like, but let me clarify something really quick. He's like, no matter what data collector that you have, it is going to read some sort of satellites in the area. Hmm. It just may not be as accurate or the fix that you get is not accurate as it normally would be. He was like, but a common misconception is that if your GPS collector is not made for a certain area that it won't pick up any information. He said it will pick up information it's just that the quality of that information, well, it's just not the highest quality and, right. and it degrades. And sometimes if you're not familiar with those systems, you don't really understand how much it can degrade. And, and I would argue that it can degrade quite rapidly uh, in the wrong situations. So that being said, I said, okay, well, let's say that we had to actually give her a solution, et cetera, et cetera. You know, what would you recommend? And he recommended this HC3 data collector. Uh, this is by eGPS. Hmm. And in fact, when I started talking about the Reach RS2 on the show and using that, and that being, you know, one of the more affordable forms of uh, uh, collecting points, you know, Walt called me right away and he's like, yeah, I, he goes, I have friends that use that. It's legit. He goes, but you may want to use the HC3 because it really combines the two technologies of mm. data collector and um, what like tablet, I guess, for lack of a better word, even though those two in the surveying world are the same exact thing. So hold on, let me back up. Uh, well, let's just talk about the GPS receiver and the data collector. So, so according to Walt, if I'm understanding this correctly, those two are the same in this case. That being said, he mentioned that the HC3 would probably work in Sierra Leone. Now, I do want to caveat that with without us being able to travel there right now and have a practical use case, the validity of the information that we provide is is limited, right? Because, you know, we're so focused on providing that practical information, that real world experience. And so I would really love to know from her if this ends up working for her. There is another key piece of information, though, because the HC3 data collector really won't work unless you have the Carlson software, which is something that I did not know about, which I would actually say makes the Reach RS2 more valuable hmm. uh, because you do not have to purchase something like that. And so with that said, no, where is I looked this up. I had this like ready to go. Oh, there it is. Um. So this Carlson uh, survey, which is the biggest competitor to Trimble, supposedly. Uh -huh. So she would have to pay the 1950 bucks for the software. So she's looking at 4K. She's okay. At, and 4K really isn't that bad, frankly. Yeah, it not for what her goals seem to be. No, but because we're focused on helping people build businesses here, that system, while it does work, eh, may not be the most scalable. So we want to kind of bring up this other uh, technology. It's v-map.net, vmap. 
Um, in fact, Peter and Walt had sent me this white paper a long time ago. And in fact, I had sent it over to a friend, a surveyor friend in Florida. And the surveyor friend and I still agree that you should probably still have some sort of ground control. I'm not sure that she would even be able to have that. We don't know if they've had surveying over there. We don't mm -hmm. know if there's pins in the ground. We don't yeah. know if there's markers, right? I would imagine there are as I look at, because I'm honest, honestly didn't know anything about Sierra Leone, but sort of doing a little bit of research. I mean, it's a, you know, their city, it's a city, right? So yeah. there's developed, obviously buildings. I sound stupid <laughs> saying They're all this. They're a resource mineral rich country. They have a lot of money. There's, yeah, there's a lot going on there actually. And so, so my hunch is that they do have some of that, but, but you're right. We don't know. Then that's all I'm saying. I would yeah. imagine that they would have some too. I mean, you'd be surprised how, how, I mean, George Washington was a surveyor. I mean, let's talk about how long surveying has been around. Mm -hmm. Let's talk, let's get back though. I want to get back. Uh, the VMAP, right, this software solution actually connects to your drone and allows your drone to use RTK information to fly, but it also allows RTK information to be routed to the photos, aka the EXIF data. Now, why is this more scalable? Well, if we don't have to go lay out 12 GCPs all over an area and we can go map this huge area and still aggregate, you know, uh, our RTK information and aggregate that onto our photos, we save a lot of time. We can cover much larger areas to map and we don't have to spend the time in marking GCPs, picking them up, taking them out. You know, there's just so, so much time that you can save. Um, now, frankly, you know, here in America, I'm not sure that I would go about it that way, just to be honest. Mm -hmm. I would still have some sort of control. But that being said, this vmap.net, I would recommend this to her as well. There's a white paper that kind of goes over the science behind it, and I've actually read that in detail before. This would, I think, be a good solution for her. As far as price point is concerned, I think we're kind of in the same ballpark. I think we're still in like the 5K range. Um, I'm not really sure though. For you know them being a company that sells products, it's it's really hard to find the shop button. <laughs> like, like, what the hell? <laughs> like, spending money is supposed to be easy, guys. <laughs> like, uh, well, there is a contact us. Oh, uh, great. <laughs> so apparently that's your next step. Oh, geez. They're literally, oh, you know what? Maybe that's <clears throat> the recommendation we give her. It asks very specifically, what country are you in? Mm. Um, so uh, maybe this is the right path that she needs to go down. So check out those two solutions. I think it'll really help out a lot. Let me know if you guys have any more questions. Um, but uh, I think that's going to do it for us today. Very Leave cool. us a review, smash that subscribe button, and don't forget to ask us a question at askdroney.com. Why? Well, because experience answers probably provide a little more insight than, uh, well, hey, Bob, they're back in uh, school. In theory, I learned that uh, you could do this and that. And you're like, well, well, hold, hold on, Bob. Like, what do you mean? You know? And then you never get, like, a specific answer. So um, we all know from Einstein, right, learning from experience is the way to go. If you are ready to learn from experienced drone pilots, don't be afraid to become a member. TheDroneU.com. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge, 
We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.